Hello and welcome to episode six of, of Hope Dealers. My name is Billy Lyons and this is my sister in the Lord, Corey Sparks. Hey and, guys. and we are so very excited today because we're going to be talking all about the Holy Spirit. Yes. Corey, what do you think about the Holy Spirit? Oh, he is everything to me. He's my God, my comforter, my corrector. Um, I need him daily, but not just daily, every second of every day. Yep, for sure. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the one that gets us through every day. Absolutely. The one who corrects us when we do something wrong, but not in a bad way. Uh, through many different ways. A lot of times um, it'll point something out in the Word. Right. Or just that still, small voice that, that always tells you when you're... Uh, doing something you shouldn't be, uh, or you need to uh, get back to the Lord, get in the Word, that's that's the Holy Spirit. Yes. So um, oftentimes the Holy Spirit is overlooked because in our daily lives and in uh, church services, uh, we put a lot of emphasis on God the Father right. and on uh, Jesus. But the, the Holy Spirit uh, is an equal part of the Holy Trinity right. and the Holy Spirit is God in his own right and right. just as equal and as important as the Father and the Son. Right. So let's see what the, the Bible says about that. In 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yes. Freedom from sin, freedom from guilt, all the things that we were talking about that come through grace that's delivered in ourselves yes. uh, through the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. who dwells inside us and there's also says uh there is the one who came by water and blood jesus christ not by water alone but by water and blood and it is the spirit who testifies to this because the spirit is the truth for there are three that testify the spirit the water and the blood and these three are in agreement so Corey, that tells us again it's it's the holy trinity right and uh the holy spirit is just as equally as important and so this is where I look at it. Uh, there's God the Father who sits on the throne right. in heaven. And on his right-hand side is Jesus, who's, who's also on the throne. And the Holy Spirit, uh, where is he? When, uh, because he's God, just like the, the Father and the Son, he's everywhere all at once. Yeah, and he's inside of us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's inside of us. So where is he and what does he do? Uh, so... As Corey just said, the Holy Spirit, when we when we become believers, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. Right. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? So, Corey, how cool is that? That's amazing. I mean, like we said before, we need him for daily life, like to help us, to guide us, to correct us. And it is God in us, and he helps us be more like Jesus. Exactly. And uh, you'll find that, um, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but as, as you move on and, and grow as a believer, uh, the Holy Spirit will guide you and, and change your behavior, just right. like we were talking about last week. You know, you don't just start in one place and finish the same way. It's, right. it's, 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 a, it's a process. One of our, our listeners commented on the YouTube channel that it's a process, and it is. It is. And sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down. It's just not always up, 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 up. You're going to be discouraged at time. And guess who it is that comforts us? Who's, co who's called the comforter? It's, it's the Holy Spirit for sure. And as we said before, the Holy Spirit comes inside us when we receive Christ. Right. 
1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Romans 8, 9 says, You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So we know that when we come to Christ, that that the Holy Spirit is in us. Right. And so, as we were talking, what does the Holy Spirit does? There's many things that the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit does. He's our comforter, the intercessor. What does intercessor mean? That means that he, like, um, mediates between us and God. Right. Um, um, we'll be talking a little bit later about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit, like, is, is almost like a connection between us and the Lord. Right. And he testifies to the fact that we are saved. By Jesus Christ, because it says here that um, if we do not be- if we do not have the Holy Spirit, we do not belong to, to Christ. Right. So if we had the Holy Spirit in us, He testifies to this before God the Father. So how cool is that? That is so cool, absolutely. So when we do receive Jesus, we receive His Spirit. So an unbeliever does not walk with the Holy Spirit. You have to be a believer to have the Holy Spirit. And it says here that it, that. Um, the Holy Spirit reminds us of Jesus' words. In John chapter 14, verse 16, it's Jesus is talking. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, yes. that he may be with you forever. And this is a comfort brings to remembrance Christ's words, John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Yes. So the Holy Spirit, not only does he do all these other things, uh, comforts us, leads us, guides us, keeps us pointing toward Jesus, but he also calls forth the things that Jesus said when he was on earth that's written down in the scriptures. He always, he brings those things out. And um, just always keeping, I like to look at it as um, the Holy Spirit is Jesus' hype man. He, yeah. he goes before the Lord like and he that. makes sure that he's lifted up and uh, makes sure that he gets the glory that he deserves. Yes, and I love when it says he will teach you all things because when we come to the Lord, Before we come to the Lord, we're a different creation. Yes. And then when we come to the Lord, we receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's job is to make us more Christ-like, to be a Christian that is Christ-like. So the Holy Spirit helps us to be more like Jesus. He teaches us. He corrects us. Because like I said before, when we're coming into that, we're coming in a sinful human. Yes. We're sinners. Um, So when we come to Jesus, the Holy Spirit cleans us up. And it's not about perfection. Mm -mm. It's about progression. As long as we're getting better and we hear that voice inside of us that says, you know, maybe that's not the right thing to do anymore. Maybe the things that we thought when we were sinners, that was okay. When we come to Jesus, we learn, well, maybe that's not right. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's conviction. And it's never condemnation Mm -hmm. because that's not who God is. But that conviction saying, uh, maybe that's not right. And you can feel that in the pit of your stomach sometimes. Like when you know you've done something or maybe said something that was hurtful to someone, not intentional, but you'll think about that later. Like, ah, uh, maybe I shouldn't have went there. But that's the Holy Spirit is correcting us in a loving way. Uh, exactly. It's just like you said, it's always gentle because God is not about anger right. anymore. He says he will not get angry with us, with mankind anymore because it's it's no longer the covenant of the law. Just like we were talking last week, we're under the new covenant of grace, yes. which was established by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Therefore, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, three in one, they all love us. 
They don't condemn us. They do correct us, but when they do, it's it's gentle and it's loving and it's in a way that's going to help us to grow. Absolutely. And thank God for that correction that we don't stay Mm -hmm. the same sinful person. We need that correction. You know, we all need to grow and to get better. Like you said, you know, this is a growing process. Yes. Yes. Another thing the Holy Spirit does is it gives us assurance of salvation. Uh, Corey, have you ever been... um, Afraid that you weren't really saved? Have you ever, has you ever had any doubts? Well, I know when I first came to Jesus, you know, I thought everything that I had done leading up to that point, like, could I really be saved? Mm-hmm. Like, after everything that I've done, what a sinful person I was, like, did I do too much? You know what I mean? I, exa- I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> because I was very angry at God, and I've right. said some really bad things right. toward God. Right. And, uh, you know, Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. Well, yes. I think, no, it's me. I'm the chief of sinners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, yes, the Holy Spirit, uh, when we feel the Holy Spirit in us, that assures us that we are saved. And yes. as if, you know, the words of, of Jesus aren't enough. The Holy Spirit is so kind. He, he puts that extra assurance in our hearts. Yeah. And the Bible even proves us to this. In Ephesians uh, one, chapter 1, verses 13 through 14, it says, Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, yes. who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of of his glory, praise the name of Jesus Christ. So what this is telling us is that when we feel that Holy Spirit, when we see ourselves change, mm-hmm. and we say, look, I don't want to do this anymore. This, what I used to think was cool, is not so cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bad, it's wrong. Absolutely. That's the whole, that's not just coming because all of a sudden we're good people. No, that's because God is changing us. Yeah. And it's the Holy Spirit. And other than just, you know, the benefit of us changing and becoming more like Jesus, it's also assurance to us that that Holy Spirit couldn't be inside us if we weren't saved. Absolutely. That is so true. And I love when it says, having believed you were marked with him with a seal. Mm-hmm. So that is the Holy Spirit, and it seals us to him. Yes. And I, the enemy recognizes that, too. Like, he knows if we're walking with God and, and the Holy Spirit inside of us, I feel like it's probably a light. You know, that all darkness can see that, that God is in us. He's the Bible us. says that um, we are the light of this world. Yeah. And that uh, we are no longer children of the dark, but right. we're children of the light. Right. And I feel like that's when the Holy Spirit comes in. He lights us up to be more like Jesus. Have you ever watched uh, like a praise, praise and worship concert or really preacher or some a pastor that you really admire? You can see a glow you in can. their face. Yeah. And I believe that's the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. You know, exactly. I agree. I agree. So the whole, as we were saying, the Holy Spirit makes us more like Jesus as we grow in faith. This is called the process of sanctification. Right. And uh, it can only come through the Holy Spirit. And just like we were talking last week, as we just now mentioned, we can't do it on our own. No, absolutely. You know, we can try and try and try. We can even uh, uh, promise the Lord say, oh, look, I'm not going to do this anymore. And, right. you know, I, I, if I make that promise, I know that I'm probably going to do it like within an, an hour. An oh, hour. absolutely. It's like when I got well from addiction, you know, before my true deliverance, I tried to get well on my own. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to use anymore. I'm not going to do these things anymore. Well, on my own strength, I can do, I, I can't 
become clean. I can't recover. It took God and that deliverance mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit inside of me to become my helper, to strengthen me, to truly walk in God's purpose and what he had called me to do and be. And even the Apostle Paul, he talks, he says in Romans seven nineteen. now this is the Apostle Paul. He's an apostle. You know, right. he's, he's very high regarded in the eyes of God. Yeah. And even he said, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Wow. So this tells us, you know, without the sanctification, the process of becoming more like Jesus, yeah. uh, we're lost. That's, oh, yeah. We cannot do it on our own. Absolutely, Absolutely not. No. And um, we can't become good on our own. And these positive changes is what the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, chapter 5, 22, verses 23, it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, there's going to be days when you're not going to see all those things. <laughs> that is so true. Even like the Romans seven nineteen, when Paul says, "For I do, for I do not the good I want to do, but the evil I do." Even when we're saved, we still fall short. And it doesn't matter how close to the Lord we are, uh, how many times we go to church a week, how right. how long we read our Bible. There's going to be times when we screw up there because is. we're always living in this fleshly yeah. body. Until the rapture comes and we receive our heavenly bodies, that's the way it's going to be. It's exactly the way it's going to be. But the good thing about when we receive this Holy Spirit, he lets us know, like, hey, that's not right. Like, he corrects us. Like, if we if we were doing bad in our sin, mm-hmm. we wouldn't feel bad. So that's the good thing about when we do receive the Holy Spirit, he lets us know, like, hey, let's not do that. Let's yep. not go there. Let's not be that way. So thank God for that. And then in Galatians, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are all the fruits that he gives us through the Holy Spirit. But like you said, not every day we're going to be walking in self-control and gentleness because we're human. Yep. For for real. um, For real, for real. So... Some examples of things that we've changed in our lives since the Holy Spirit has right. involved us in this process of sanctification. For me, it's it's movies right. and music. Like I was used, I, I used to write horror novels. I used to watch. All I did was watch horror movies, horror wow. TV, and you know, slowly, well, it, it it come to me that no, this isn't what I, God wants me to be doing with my right. time. It's like it's like what we were saying. Uh, we're not. We don't belong to the darkness anymore. So why do I want to watch these movies that are that are dark? And so what I used to love now I just don't even have any desire to watch it anymore. Hardly right. at all. No. Right, and that's how God is. Like for me, the music I used to listen to was ungodly. You know, the things that it was talking about was not of God. It was of this world. And when God calls us to Him, we are to be set apart. We're not to be like the world, even though we have to live in this world. You know, our desire should be godly things, things upon God, mm-hmm. like TV shows, for instance. You know, before Christ, it was bad. Yeah. You know, the things that we wanted to watch yep. and stuff. And now, you know, if we're watching something and it's not appropriate, the Holy Spirit's like, ah, maybe we shouldn't be listening to that I, because what comes in is going to come out. I have watched five minutes of a movie and that exact thing has happened to me. Yeah. And I just turn it off and watch something else, you know, because and, and the, the important point about this is this, this is not because of anything that we've done. Right. I didn't just decide one day I'm not going to watch 
horror movies anymore. Right. It's it's right. it's this process that we're talking about the Holy Spirit uh, without even us knowing about it. Right. What our job is to rest in the Lord, or what that means is to worship Him, to read your Bible, right. to go to church. And to just involve ourselves in praise and worship. And when we do these things, we talked last week, when we draw near to God, he draws near to us. Absolutely. And this includes the Holy Spirit. And without us even knowing about it, this, this change happens. It does. And what goes in is going to come out. What we feed is going to grow. So are we fleeting, feeding our flesh or our spirit? Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, with worship music, with sermons, with the Christian podcast, you know, the things that we're listening to, that's going to come out. But if we're listening, watching vulgar stuff, you know, that's very inappropriate, that's going to come out. If we're feeding our flesh, our flesh is going to grow and it's going to, the spirit is going to decrease. And our flesh, who you right. know, we are without God, and, is going to increase. And don't be worried, you know, when you do something like this, we all do it, we all make mistakes. Sometimes Absolutely. we're going to do something we know shouldn't, we shouldn't do. It doesn't mean... That you're not saved anymore. We're not perfect people. We're going to fall short every day. But the good thing about having the Holy Spirit is when we do, we're convicted and we do better. And the best thing is is when you hear that little voice, you know, listen to it. That's our job is to listen to it and get back into the worship and and all those things that, uh, like Corey was saying, you don't want to get out of the Spirit because that's what leads you open That's to a sin. scary place to be out mm-hmm. of the spirit to not even hear that voice anymore. Exactly. When we continually sin, the voice isn't going to be so loud. So we need to take heed the first time. But like you said, we're not perfect people. We're going to fall short. So don't put condemnation on yourself. Just draw near to God. And he's like a father just waiting for a hug. So embrace him and he will come to you. Exactly. The Bible says draw him, he draws back to you. He does not leave you there with open arms without an embrace. You're going to feel God's love when you draw to him. Absolutely. So uh, one other thing, so that's the Holy Spirit in a nutshell. He's the one that keeps us close to the Father, close to Jesus, and he lives within us. And not only does that change us, it also gives us proof of our salvation. Because uh, the Bible says that we cannot have the Holy Spirit in us unless we are reborn in Christ. So what, what a wonderful thing that is. So uh, one of the now let's talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Now, the, when we come to Jesus, the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. There are many different gifts, and not everyone gets the same gifts. Uh, it's basically each person has different strengths and, and things like that. Yeah. But uh, let's read about what the, the Bible says. It says, "Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given the Spirit a message of wisdom; to another, a message of knowledge." By the means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So according to this, one of the gifts of the Spirit is speaking in tongues. And we want to talk about that, you know, for the second part of the, the broadcast because it's something that a lot of people think is some kind of weird, scary thing. Some people don't even believe that it's godly. Some people think it's demonic. Right. So what does the Bible say about this? So what is speaking in tongues? And the Bible tells us that it's basically we're speaking to God. Mm-hmm. We're praying without the hindrance or the interference of the flesh. It's basically our spirit, which a lot of people think of as the soul, um, 
that is what is praying to God, and it it, it prays in an intercessor. A, yes, yes, it prays in a language that we don't use in our everyday life. Right. right. And in First Corinthians fourteen two, this is Paul again. He's saying, "For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries." And so this is available to all believers. Right. The only requirement that there is for speaking in tongues is the Holy Spirit, which we just uh, explained all believers in Christ already has. So every born-again Christian can ask for and receive the gift of tongues. Yes, they can ask for it, but don't think that you don't have the Holy Spirit if you don't speak in tongues. Because if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit, and that's just one of the gifts that you can get if you... Pray for it, but don't think just because you don't pray in that way, you're not And saved. it's... it's um. You don't have to. It's just like everything else. You don't right. have to speak in right. tongues if if you don't want to. Uh, Corey and I, we do. We do. And yes. uh, we find that it brings us incredibly close to God. And it um, yeah. it also, um, I don't know how to describe it. It helps us pray. It helps us pray. Because sometimes we don't know exactly. Like if we're praying for someone, we don't know their exact need, but the Holy Spirit does. Yes. So when we lay hands and we start to pray in the Spirit, that's reaching Jesus, and he already knows mm-hmm. what that person needs. And he knows what we need, because sometimes we not we may not be appropriately praying for ourselves, but if we're just praying, that's the heavenly language. See, we have, we have, we had this, we're in this body. Right. And this body has distractions. Have you ever tried to pray when... Um, you can't stop thinking about what happened at work or, or something like that. And, you know, you try and you try and you try. Well, you you speak in tongues. Your spirit takes over. Right. And it doesn't worry about those things just because it's almost like you have a direct hotline to the Father without all that interference. Absolutely. And sometimes, like, when you go to pray, it's like everything, the phone will start ringing. Sometimes I'll get on my knees and I'll you know, bow on the floor to God and my dogs will like start scratching my hair and being disruptive or the kids will be running through the house. It's like, what in the world? But that's the distractions of life. So we just need to press through. Just keep on pressing on and let the Holy Spirit pray for us because he knows exactly what we need. And there there have been times when just, just like what you said, even when you're under spiritual attack, you know, the enemy will come to us and try to stop us from praying and oh, you, yeah. you can feel it yeah. and so what whenever I, I feel that happen I start praying in tongues and then there's there's nothing that they can do about that and it, it, it always brings me closer and the most important thing is it always refreshes me yeah. there's never been a time that I haven't prayed in tongues and I don't feel like a hundred percent better a thousand percent better when Absolutely. I'm through and it's because it's your spirit that's and the Holy Spirit within you that's that's doing it yeah, he's healing you. He's touching your mind, your body, or whatever your circumstance may be. Like he's praying for you on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if this sounds like something that, that that you feel like you know the Holy Spirit's calling you to do, how do you do it? How do you uh, get the gift of tongues? A lot of people think it's like something mysterious that you like almost become possessed, and it's not that way at all. The, no. 
that those are the things of the enemy. Uh, the enemy wants you to make your mind blank, to let yourself go, and that gives them the opportunity to come in. And feel it. But the Holy Spirit works with you. He wants your participation. Right. Participation. Yeah, and, he's um, not going to make you do anything. He's a perfect gentleman. And when you are praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, it isn't like you blank out or go to some other place and you just all of a sudden 30 minutes have gone by. You're aware of it you the are. entire time. It's not some mysterious, weird thing a lot of people think. No, it and it brings you peace when you're praying. I know sometimes at church I'll be praying and it'll just, you're just like basking in His glory. Mm-hmm. You know, and even at home, wherever you're at, you can sit and pray and if you especially I feel like if you're praying in that heavenly language it's like I don't know it's an overwhelming presence of the Lord and he truly meets you where you're at and it strengthens you and draws you near to him definitely yeah for sure and so just like anything else there's nothing no special formula or anything if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit which leads to speaking in tongues just ask the ask the father for it right and uh, so here's a sample prayer just say something like this Heavenly Father at this moment I come to you I thank you that Jesus saved me I pray that the Holy Spirit might come upon me Lord Jesus baptize me now in the Holy Spirit I receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit right now by faith in your word so so now you've asked for it so how do you do do it? Corey, the first time you spoke in tongues, do you remember what happened? I mean, how did you know what to say? Yeah, well, I'm, I received that gift when I was a teenager. And I was in a church service, and the Spirit of God was moving pretty heavy. I'm pretty sure I went up and asked for that specific prayer. Mm-hmm. And and it came up on me then. But like you said, it doesn't have to be in a church service. It can be in your house when you're praying. I did it in my living room. Okay, there you go. So it doesn't have to be this big drawn out thing. Like God sees you right where you are. And when you ask for this gift, like he's not going to leave you hanging. He's there for you. And his presence will come and the Holy Spirit Just start praying and praising God. And as you do this, um, you will find that you have the ability to speak in tongues. And let me tell you, the devil is going to come at you and, and try to make you think that you're just talking a bunch of gibberish. Right. And maybe at first, until you get used to it, it might even sound like gibberish to you. But I want to tell you something that, to me, that, that proves this, not if you needed any proof. As when I first started praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, uh, the one thing I kept saying over and over again was Rafa, Rafa, Rafa. I had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. So I got curious. So I yeah. looked it up, and Rafa in Hebrew means um, the God who heals. Wow. And I had no clue. Uh, so to me, that's proof. Another thing that I would say is Shekinah, mm-hmm. over and over, just within my prayers. Again, I had no idea what that meant. Right. I looked it up in Hebrew. That means the glory of the Lord. And again, Another way that you can tell that this is of God is to remember the Holy Spirit dwells within us. If just like he tells us if a movie is wrong, if somebody that's, you know, in our presence isn't somebody we should be hanging out with, Mm -hmm. don't you think he's going to tell you if you're like praying prayers that you shouldn't be, if you're praying prayers to the devil? No, uh, that's not what this is. Uh, As we just mentioned, it's, it's, you become... 
you feel very holy when you do this. And it's because it's not because of us. Again, there's no holiness in us. It's the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. And it tells us basically when something's right or wrong. Absolutely, it does. And thank God for that. And another thing, I had a friend and we would be in church service, you know, service after service. And she was concerned. She's like, I'm not receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. But she kept praying, but it didn't come on her immediately. So don't fret if it doesn't happen the first time you pray for it. Sometimes it takes time. Like with our prayers, if we're praying for something, God may not move the first time we pray. I mean, he may. But a lot of times we have to pray and continue to pray. But don't think you don't hear your prayers or want you to receive that gift. He does. But just keep praying for it. If it doesn't happen immediately, it will come. Just be patient with the Lord Mm -hmm. and keep praying and don't give up because the enemy wants us to get distracted and say, well, I don't have the Holy Spirit. I'm going to stop. No, you keep praying and keep seeking God for that gift and it will come eventually. Don't don't grow weary. Because believe that. us when we tell you this takes things to an entirely different level in your relationship with the Lord yes. in your everyday life. Yeah. And the devil's going to come against that as, oh, yeah. as hard as he can. Absolutely. Another thing that you can do, turn on praise music and just begin to worship God as you lift do. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Yes. Uh, just let the syllables, it'll come up. Read the word over and over again. Listen to someone else in, to pray in tongues and just um, just listen and listen and your spirit will, will pick that up. Yeah, and speak. When you're doing your worship, start praying, start speaking mm-hmm. because that's how it happens when we talk. It changes our language. So it can't happen if you're not speaking. Another thing you can do is, is have a, a, somebody that you know is very spirit-filled uh, and just let them come over you. and, and you know just yeah. do it together. And again, just all these things, draw near the Holy Spirit, draw near the Father, draw near Jesus. Uh, like Corey said, he's not going to leave you hanging. It, yeah. it will happen eventually and more, probably sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because the Lord knows your heart. If you come to him and you ask him for something, he will. He is faithful to give it to you. He is so faithful. So uh, what are the benefits of praying in tongues? Like we talk, it keeps you in, t- in tune with the Holy Spirit. This is from Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Tongues is a gift from God that allows you to pray the will of God by empowering the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And when you pray in tongues, you're yielding to the Holy Spirit who dwells within you. And we just mentioned it strengthens your spirit. This is 1 Corinthians 14, 4. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally but one who speaks the word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. So it strengthens you personally, just like we were saying. It builds you up spiritually and helps you to, to have a spirit-led life. Absolutely. And uh, again, we were talking to let you pray when you don't know what to pray. And this is from Romans eight twenty six. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And finally, we also just mentioned praying in tongues is a weapon against the work of the enemy. And and this is Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. And then he told him, this is Jesus speaking, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. So Jesus proclaimed several things that would happen 
to those who followed him and continued his work. Speaking in tongues is one of those gifts, and it will allow Jesus to to become stronger in our daily lives, which is what we all need because um, it's all about letting Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father into your life to make these, not only to make the change within you, but to help you because life isn't easy. And uh, you see that the world is going darker and darker and things are getting crazier and crazier, but not for us. It's for the world, not for us. What the Bible tells us when you see these these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. That means we're about ready to go home. Right. But in the meantime, while we're waiting, things seem to be getting crazier. So what do we do? We uh, put on our spiritual armor, and one of those things, one of those pieces of armor is speaking in tongues. We firmly believe that. If you don't, you know, we all we all believe in Jesus and salvation. We don't have to agree on every little thing. Uh, some churches believe in tongues, some churches don't. But what we all do, we believe in the, the deity of Jesus Christ, and he is the only way to salvation. Yes, he, he is, absolutely. And if this sounds foreign to you, be sure to comment email us with any questions that you might have and we can talk about it on the next episode even, whatever even if you think Corey and I are preaching heresy if you think we're just preaching the devil let us know and we'll talk about it you know we'll uh, send us a message tell us why you disagree with us or if you do agree with us if you have an example of how your life has been changed through speaking in tongues or just the Holy Spirit in general what are some of the things that you used to do that you don't do anymore Right. Because of the Holy Spirit. It's not just about speaking in tongues. It's just about the Holy Spirit in general. But, yeah. we, but we want you to take advantage of the gift of speaking in tongues because it's, it's so wonderful and it's so helpful. Yeah, it's definitely beneficial to you. And let us know. Let us know what questions you have for us, what topics you'd like to hear us talk about. Because we are just vessels for the Lord that are here to try to, to, try to help, to try to be hope, you know, to give hope. And we, we, we help each other. Yes. And it's not just about us here just you know delivering these messages. It's about us having a conversation, us going on this journey together. We're learning you know just as much as you guys are. And we, we thank you for the comments that we've had. We thank you for everybody that's come up to us and yeah. said that they like the, the podcast. It means a great deal to us. We hope to have um, a lot more things. You know, we basically... What we do is we just wait for, wait for the Holy Spirit to tell us what to talk about. Yeah. So it's, it's so uh, we don't know from week to week what we're so we can't tell you what's going to happen next week. Right. We we want to have guests uh, occasionally, yeah. and we will keep doing that because I know you guys are getting sick of seeing my ugly face. <laughs> no. But uh, but definitely we will we we have much. We're never going to run out of things to say. So as right. long as you guys are watching, we're going to be keep having the episodes. So thank you. But first, uh, before we close, again, we have to always give the Lord his opportunity. Maybe you're listening and uh, or watching and all this is strange to you. Maybe you've heard about Jesus, but you have no idea who he is. Right. Or maybe you were like me and you've done so many bad, terrible things that you've hated the Lord that you feel like there's no way that that he will ever want me to be his child. Well, all I can tell you is that you're wrong. Right. That there is no one that that our beautiful Jesus does not want to. He be- created you. Yes, he created you. 
He knows everything that you've done, everything that you're going to do, and he loves loves us anyway. Absolutely, and he wants us to draw near to him. So if you're feeling that today and you're like, well, I want to be saved, this is your opportunity to draw near to Jesus, to let him save you. And it's just saying, God, come in my life and help me. I can't do this on my own. I need you. I'm a broken person, and I need the Holy Spirit to teach me, to help me become better, to comfort me when I'm upset. That is what he does, and he is drawing you near to him. And one thing that we want to talk about, you know, we mentioned uh, two Bible verses we always mention, John three sixteen, For God so loved yeah. the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes. Also, Romans 10, uh, chapter 10, verse 9, He who confesses with his tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord and believes in his heart that um, that God raised him from the dead shall be saved. Now, one thing is it's all about belief. We come to the belief in the Lord, but it can't just be a casual thing. Like you can't just believe in your mind that Jesus is God. Uh, There needs to be a time when you come to him. Because even the devil believes, even the demons believe. So what's the difference? It's all about... Taking that step. Yes, wanting to be be saved. Um, Just... Mean it with your heart when you say the prayer. Right. And it's just got to be an individual time where you just come to the Lord. And if you do that, that's all it is. That's all it is. Just just believe and just ask him to come into your life. And that's you'll be saved. Yeah. And, and, and nothing can ever take that away from you. And just believe, you know, um, all the signs that are come, things that the Lord said would happen right before he came back, they're starting to happen right now. So uh, now is the time to, to accept Jesus. But even if he does tarry and he doesn't come back in our lifetime, eventually we're all going to die. Oh, absolutely. So where do you want to be when you die? Right. And, you know, we want to be with the Lord. Absolutely. So, and you want to be with the Lord, too. Yes, definitely. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So please uh, listen to that voice that's speaking to you right now. That's, that's the Lord Jesus calling out to you. And uh, if you feel that this is this is you, please just pray this prayer with Corey right now and just let Jesus come in and, and save you and, and make you his child. Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die for us, God, that, that he rose on the third day, that he came to die for our sins. God, Lord, I ask that you would come into my heart, God, and forgive me for my sins, God. I'm sorry, God, for my sinful nature, God, and I just need your help, God. So, Lord, I ask you and the Holy Spirit to come into my heart and save me, God. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. If you just prayed that prayer from your heart, congratulations. Woo, you woo, are now woo. a child of God. Yes, the angels You're, are having a party. Yes, and your home is in heaven, and yes. your home will always be in heaven, and nothing can take that away from you. Right. In the meantime, write to us and let us know. Our email address is hopedealers7777 at gmail.com. Yes. Write to us. Let us know what you want to see on this show because, you know, we're not going away anytime soon. You're stuck with us. <laughs> so so yes. please, you might as well make it enjoyable for all of us. So if you have, if you have a question, anything you ever wanted to know about anything, we'll just write in and yeah. we'll, we'll find Thank something in, we we'll find something in the Bible that talks about it. And right. if we can't, we'll find somebody that, that knows and we'll bring them on here as a guest. How yeah. about that? And we want to hear from you. So give us comments, topic suggestions, what you want to hear. And that's it guys. We will see you in Bye. one week. God bless. And thank you for uh, tuning in.